up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 25, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, Justin, a.k.a. J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Udo, and I am joined by my co-host, not Mr. Popfly himself, not Founder Numero Dos, but the great... He's my piece of shit for the episode. Sam Bino, Sam, what's going on, man? Good to have you, man. Welcome back already. Life, life is good. I, I think this is my fourth appearance and my first regular episode appearance that doesn't uh, involve a, just an interview, so I'm happy yeah. to be aboard. Man, we're happy to have you. It's uh, it's kind of a milestone day for uh, the podcast, really, because we're uh, we're announcing Sam as kind of a third host to the outfielder, so uh, it's a, kind of a, a third host kind of thing, right? Yeah, the audience cannot see me fist bumping, but I am doing so in a rock and roll fashion. <laughs> you sure are. You sure are. Um, so Ben's been working on some other projects around Since Blue Loud. Uh, it's had, a, had his time occupied a ton, so uh, we decided we'd give him a little bit of, of a breather, give him some time to watch some baseball instead of just uh, walking around touting his first place record in our other fantasy league, which is just silly. Um but uh, we have Sam joining the show because of it, so I'll take it. So we're, we're definitely glad to have you, man. You've been a huge contributor to the pod so far, and uh, excited to have you uh, have you join us. I'm super happy to take the place of Ben, and I hope we never hear from him again. Well, the, the thing is, though, <laughs> that basically uh, Ben and I are still going to do an episode a week together, uh, and then the second episode each week is going to be you and I. And Ben will jump on from time to time, and Sam will jump on from time to time, but... Uh, yeah, Ben's not going anywhere, but uh, yeah, we can kill him off if you want to. I, I think he'd yeah, probably I defend mean, himself. I have a conspiracy theory that Ben and I are actually the same person. Oh. And the audience would never know any better because we've never appeared in the same the same episode at the same time. That so, is, that's Justin, a very good point. The, the onus is on you to make sure that this uh, is disproved. And I, I, would, I just want that to happen. Okay, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Ben. Or lack thereof, Ben being a human being. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe the thing is, Ben may not be able to share his actual screen on Skype, so you may not be able to actually see him. But you know, I'll, uh, I'll piece together some things and make his voice up or something. I mean, I know he's got a picture up on the website and everything, but it's in black and white, so he might be a ghost. I he, just don't really know. It's very true. I, I could understand why you'd feel that way, um, and, and ask that question. So we'll, we'll. We'll get it hammered out. We'll uh, hopefully you can jump on with us when we record on Sunday or Monday, and and uh, that way we can rectify this issue. Yeah. No. In all seriousness, I'm happy to be here, and you know, um, sad Ben can't be here for his regular episode, but look forward look forward to being a part of the cast. Absolutely, man. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna we've gotten to got to do a lot of fun things so far. It's you know gotten us uh, writing a bunch of cool blogs and uh, and even doing another show, the basketball show, which has been a ton of fun as well, and. Um, you know, there's a lot of great things to come. We've been talking about doing some really neat ideas that, uh, that maybe don't even include sports as much, maybe some entertainment stuff and, um, you know, there's some cool stuff on the horizon. So at least you we have no teary goodbyes. Inter- you can rebrand, rebrand yourself as entertainment 720. Yeah, exactly. That's a little, uh, little, uh, joke from Parks and Rec. I love that show. Yeah, man. That's. We're going to have to do some talking about that as time goes on. Maybe we're going to have to rank out our favorite episodes and, and just bring them on as a quick segment. Yeah, I feel like I'm the John Ralphio in this situation, which I, I actually, I think I'm okay with that. Dude, there's worse places to be, I can tell you. It, at least you're not like John Ralphio's sister or something like that. She's the worst. Um, money, please. <laughs> money, please. <laughs> oh, this is off to a great start. Is there any baseball episodes of uh, the involving episodes of Parks and Rec? Ooh, uh, I think maybe they watch a softball game, but probably not. Yeah, because the whole thing is that Pawnee's not very athletic. No. <laughs> They're no, a bunch they of fat eat people. sugar and get fat. Correct. Correct. A fantastic show, though. Have you uh, gotten a chance to, to check into much baseball in the, the past week or so? Oh, yeah, probably a little bit too much to the detriment of my occupation, but all, all things are pretty good, I think. It's been largely a, a pretty boring week, a pretty boring week across the the standings, right? No, yeah. no big changes. Yeah. I mean, all all the same people. I think if I had to call call out one thing that was kind of a surprise is that Seattle is at the top of the AL West. Yeah. Um, above Houston, who is seemingly in every facet of the game like totally dominant. 
Um, but, you know, I'm not watching Seattle play any baseball, but they must be pretty good if they're, you know, beating out Houston at this point. Man, I know. And it seems like Robbie Cano being gone hasn't even caused them to miss a beat, which is kind of not something we expected. But we'll get to the standings here in a second. I, I definitely want to talk more about it. Um, yeah, man, I've been, I feel like that, uh, that Red Sox Astros series took so much out of me that like, like it really did because like I was, I was concerned, like generally concerned about it all week because it just was such a big series for both teams. Yeah, totally a big series for the teams. There's nothing like a good rivalry, uh, series going on and, uh, your team is doing pretty good still. Yeah, And I mean, you still got your your cap on and your cheers shirt on. Yeah. So clearly you're not, you know, totally defeated in your heart of hearts. You're still a Boston guy. I so feel pretty I good. Yeah. I feel pretty good with where it's at now. I, I just, I worry about this team falling asleep at any point. I mean, if they go like, as it is right now, if they go 500 for the rest of the year, they would win 93 games just like they did the last two years. So, I mean, obviously they got to do better than that, but I feel pretty, pretty decent with where we are. I mean, their offense is absolutely crushing. You got two guys with really big dicks. They got JD Martinez, Andrew Ben or <laughs> Ben Intendi. They're both just like crushing the ball right now. It's awesome, dude. It was it's so really fun to watch. It was. I hate the Red Sox, and I hate you for liking them, <laughs> but they're a lot of fun to watch, dude. Yeah, it's a fun baseball team to watch for sure. And I really, I really worried about them being outshadowed by the Yankees. And I feel like some a lot of people still overlook them in a way, but I, they shouldn't. It's it's pretty it's gone well so far. Uh, there's yeah. chance that Rafael Devers could be sent back down to the minors at some point, but uh, I don't know. He's just got to improve his defense, man. So many errors, so many yeah, errors. Maybe they maybe they pick up a Sandoval and then you know really round out the in, the uh, infield. What, what do you think about something like that? They're already paying one, so. Well, then why don't they just pick <laughs> him up and still pay him? God damn it! And after they just let Hanley Ramirez go for no real reason whatsoever, other than the fact that, and I've heard rumblings. I think you're right. Your thirty, per, yeah, I think you gave it a thirty percent chance. This is still in in my heart of hearts. I'm overusing this expression, but I believe, I, I think I said thirty percent last time. I'm going to bump that up to a strong forty two and a quarter. I think forty two and a quarter percent that uh, percent that he was using PEDs. Man, I just don't want that to be true, but it probably is. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It's a shame. Uh, I don't. I never like hearing that stuff. Yeah. But um, some some people do it, right? And that's that's a tough pill to swallow. I don't like it hearing that no matter who the player is on what team. Even when it was A-Rod, I was like, son of a bitch. He could have yeah. been one of the greats. I guess and I hate that guy. I'm a, yeah, true. I guess I'm a little bit in the minority on that. I guess I really don't care too much. I, I just I feel like it was one of those things I watched Hanley be bad for so long or be so streaky that I just wanted him to be good for just to... If, if uh, out of a five-year terrible contract, I just hope that we could have gotten one solid year. And it was looking that way at the beginning of the year. I just wanted one solid year out of him. Didn't get yep. it. It would have been nice to get a solid year out of him. Yeah, no that's all right. It is what it is. It is I what it is. I wouldn't go sleeping on the Yankees. I think they've got they've woken no. up Sonny Gray. He's had two really good starts in a row. Their yeah. pitching staff is, is still really strong. I think they've slumped offensively a little bit, but... I expect a, a pretty good fight through the end of the season unless something catastrophic happens to one of the teams. Yeah, man. I definitely agree. All right. Let's read this ad read here real quick. Ben left it for me here. Mm, oh, there it is. Yes. Okay. All right. Give me a break here. This is my first go at it. I'm glad that you already took a drink, Sam. Tired of stale old tacos? Need something to spice up that big old Mexican dinner? Next time you're at the grocery store, pick up a bottle of Carlos Carrasco's Hot Mama Sauce. This sauce will light up your butthole and get your tacos tasting spicy tonight. Back to you, outfielder. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it was a very, it was a pretty stark departure from Ben's. And that he usually ties in some pretty meaningful statistics about somebody. <laughs> Whereas you're just ragging on somebody's mama and their hot butthole. I just went straight for the Mexican dinner jokes. Yep, yeah. sure did. <laughs> I'll have, maybe maybe I'll have to have Ben keep writing the ad reads and give them to me or something. But I, no, I I like it. I think it keeps everybody on their toes, and they're not going to expect some 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 sort of numbers coming out of it. It was just genu genuinely funny. Good point. I really, really was worried that I wasn't going to be able to get past the the 
the first phrase of tired of stale old tacos. So I'm glad that that worked out okay. Wow. Um, um, for, for the listeners out there, I was holding my hands over my mouth, <laughs> actively trying not to burst into tears laughing the whole time because it was just it was just too much for me to hear for the first time. It's what I do, man. It's what I do. All right. Well, let's move into everybody's favorite segment. Around the Diamond. Around the Diamond. We'll talk about all the uh, standings around the American and National League. Um, we'll start off with the AL East. You good with that? Uh, yeah. Do we skip the AL Central because they suck? Yeah, we'll... Yeah, maybe. We'll talk about it. I think that's okay. that's definitely worthy of a topic discussion. Um, I'm just going to preface, when we get to the Central, if I confuse the Twins and the Indians, forgive me those from the Midwest, <laughs> because they're just... They're both equally terrible, and it's pretty easy to confuse their love of this. That made me laugh last episode, because I've definitely done the same thing. Ben said the yeah. exact same thing as well. I heard that. I, I actually won't, but that's a shitty, shitty division. That's all right. Um, all right, so Boston's 43-19, and 19, the Yankees 40-18, and 18, the Rays at 28-32, and 32, Toronto at 26-35, and 35, and Baltimore at 19-41. and 41. Sam, yeah. what are your thoughts? No surprises here. I expect Boston to lead lead the pack for quite a while, not only in that division, but in the AL um, until Houston gets their act together, question mark. I just... They will. Yeah, Boston. Boston's crushing it in every facet of the game. I think defensively, as you pointed out a couple times, they could do a little bit better, but an error here or there is not going to mean that you're going to lose games uh, unless you get to the, the postseason, right? Yeah, the exactly. Yankees, I think... You can't go sleeping on the Yankees. Um, they're they're starting to uh, get their pitching together a little bit better. They're slumping offensively a little bit, um, but it's hard to keep up. I mean, you look at the Yankees' record, and they're going to be in first place in any other division in baseball by far. So um, they're just they're just fighting for second, and that's that's fine. That's a good place to be. That's almost like a guaranteed wild card spot. I'm actually surprised Tampa Bay is in third. Um, Toronto and Baltimore are just, I mean, they're, they're by the numbers, they're not equally bad, but in my mind, they both just suck so bad. I would agree. Yeah, man. So one thing I'm definitely glad that's not a thing anymore. And I've seen a lot of this and this just like penalty shit like this pisses me off so much, but Boston's leading the whole league, both leagues in wins, like number of wins, but I've heard so many people saying that the Yankees actually are winning the division because they have less losses, which is just wrong. Because they have it's a better win on, percentage, technically, but they played less games. It's wrong on a number of levels. By percentage, you take losses and divide by wins, and there you go. And right. uh, they've, they've played less games, period. They have less wins, and they have one less loss. There's well, no way... To say that the like statistically the Yankees are any better, right? And like the thing is that so it, it got it's been rectified now. So Boston has the better win percentage because the they've made up games here. Um, but they it was one of those things where it's like Boston had two more wins but three more losses, that kind of thing. So it was like the per- I, I know it's stupid. Sam's doing the jack off motion right now for the camera. Um, <laughs> It, it's stupid. I agree, but I'm just tired. I'm glad that's put to, to rest because I'm tired of hearing it. Tampa Bay, well, no shocker there. Yeah, I mean the Yankees fans will always find a way to spin it in their direction. Of course, I mean if they're if they have you know four more losses, then you're not going to hear a goddamn thing from them, and they're not even going to show up to the game. Correct. So, Correct. To hear anything from them means that the team has life. Exactly. Uh, Tampa Bay losing Chris Archer that hurts. What did he go out go down with? Yeah, um, Tehran, no, he had a thumb contusion. Archer has a groin strain. I okay, that's not bad. That could be worse. No, I think it's pretty bad for a um, for a pitcher. For someone who plays a position, it's less of an injury, but yeah. someone who's using their core in that way True. all the time, it's pretty hurtful. He's also on my fantasy team, uh, which hurts me a lot, even though he hasn't had a great a great season. I'm not surprised he's on your fantasy team if he's hurt because that's how things have gone. But we'll we'll have fantasy talk here in a second. Well, let's not. <laughs> yes, fuck you very much, Jeff. <laughs> I'm not even gonna let you defend yourself there. Um, but yeah, so I, at least he'll be able to get. Hopefully, he'll be able to get healthy by the trade deadline because I would think that that's a piece they're gonna try to move. I agree. I think he's an easy trade piece. There's a couple of easy trade pieces. I don't know if you want to talk about that now, but no, we'll get to it. Standouts in my mind. Yeah, we'll get to it here in a minute. I think that uh, 
it, it always seems like there's a David Price or Chris Archer or somebody like that coming out of that team. That's anybody not on the Rays. That seems like a trade piece. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Toronto. I don't know what the hell's going on there. They have a big payroll and a lot of aging veterans. That's all I know. And and Baltimore. I don't know of. They they're three and seven of their last ten. I'm not 100 percent sure that they've won a game since we last talked. Um, I feel like that's probably accurate. Yeah. That's... Although, no, they've had two wins in a row. I think before that two wins, okay. probably zeros. Close enough. That, that's kind of the point though, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, I like Toronto's, um, farm system. They've got a host, they've got a, a huge amount of talent in, in the minors. Uh, oh, so don't man. go sleeping on them. I mean, never hit on Toronto for very long. Dude, give, it, Guerrero, give it a season Junior. two and they're going to be really, really good. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, Guerrero Jr. At the very least, offensively. I'm I'm excited about Vlad Jr. Yeah, uh, I I hesitate to tell you this, but I have Google alerts set up for Vlad Jr. (sighs) so that when he gets called up, I will be the first to pick him up in our fantasy league. Fuck you. I'll set that alarm for 12.01 a.m. to make sure I'm up for it. This means that I get a lot of emails about him with literally no outcome. (laughs) No information whatsoever. (laughs) You're, it's going to be one of those things where you're going to get it. And you're gonna be like, God damn it. Another email about him and he's going to become available and I'm going to swipe him out from under you. And then you're going to be fucking well, it pissed. It literally searches the entirety of the internet for anything mentioning Vladimir Guerrero. Jr. <laughs> <So> I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting articles from like 2014. Initially I got like this just huge flood of emails. And now it's just any, anybody who says anything about him uh, that's not on Twitter and has like a published article that with the URL I get this fucking alert and it's just, it's, you know, you uh, just confusing and overwhelming amount of information. You just fed me all the information I needed for my next 27 blogs that I'm going to write in the next like five days. That are just going to blow your fucking email up. Great. <laughs> That's way more work on my part to burn you than it is worth it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a smart person. <laughs> if anyway, we'll, we'll use some of that AI technology and just have them, prattle off blogs for me that's what i'll do lovely you set that up i'll knock them down i will yes i'll work on it um all right i I guess we're going to talk about the central you seem against this idea um yeah cleveland is fine (laughs) so cleveland's at 32 and 28 detroit 29 and 34 minnesota 27 32 kansas city 21 and 41 and uh the white Sox at 20 and 40 boy that's a hell of a drop off yeah, the the order is only surprising in that Minnesota is not in second and Detroit is. Correct. Um, I think Cleveland has a lot of talent and they should be in first for pretty much the entire season, if only barely. Uh, Detroit, I think you guys have talked about Detroit a little bit. They're, they're a lot of fun. They've got some pretty yeah. poppy players. They've got a decent rotation. Yeah. They're not... They, they're up and coming, I think, despite yeah. their own efforts. They're rebuilding they're really more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, they're in rebuild mode, and they are fine. Yeah. Um, Minnesota is in, in the garbage to me, despite the fact that they are trying to not be in the garbage. Right. <laughs> Kansas City and the White Sox, I mean, they might as well be the same city and just, eh, whatever, throw them in the garbage. Man. I don't care. Kansas City has had such a stark drop-off from where they were like three years ago, four years ago. Even during that season, I was like, how is this band of misfits doing so well? Didn't they have like a and praying mantis or some shit in the in the dugout with them? I wouldn't be surprised if they had some sort of animal, some sort of spirit animal guiding them to the World Series. But I mean, so many so many commentators commented on their great defense being a big part of their making it all the way. But that's kind of bullshit. Not from what I've seen. <laughs> Ugh. Not from what I saw, yeah. I should say. Poor, poor Kansas City. Poor well, lower, lower Chicago. Because what was it? They rolled through the playoffs that year and didn't lose a game, and then ran up against the Giants and got swept. Right? Pretty sure that's what me. happened. You tell me, Mister AI. Hey, don't you start that. They write blogs only. <laughs> we are not having these guys run the podcast. That's just that's just bad business. All right. Uh, I. I... <laughs> Uh, I'm glad Cleveland's at the top. I want them to be a winning squad. I they're just not. like I really want them to do well because uh Cleveland, I mean they're dealing with the finals right now in the NBA and they just they just seem like a team that needs a win. And I mean they, I know the town will still be garbage when they when <laughs> and if a team wins, but 
Uh, I, I just True. feel for them. And Cleveland, the Indians, they could their their window is closing. You guys talk about teams' windows closing, like the Dodgers' window is yep. pretty much closed. Slam shut. This this could be their last shot to get it done. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think that's uh I, I there's something missing in that team that does not have the pop that it does. Even with Edwin and all that, like that's still I don't see it, man. I've watched a decent amount of games, and I mean, Andrew Miller is finally uh, struggling to stay healthy, and I knew that was coming at some point just with the way he throws. Rotation isn't where it should be. It is, Which is crazy. And their offense has two good hitters. They have Michael Brantley, who, Mm -hmm. as you like to say, gets injured all the time, so write it out. And then they've got Encarnacion, who's just like kind of – you know, he's having a subpar season, but it's like the number in my mind, probably the number two hitter on that team. Probably so. And that's the thing. The top of the lineup that they have is not nearly as as uh fluid as it was like the last couple of years. They, I, I said it before and I said it again. They had Kipnis hitting number two for like nine weeks or something, and they finally dumped him down to like eighth and he's still in the gutter. Yeah, amazing. It didn't do a damn thing for him. Not surprising. Not surprising at all. And these other teams are just rebuilding, so I don't know what the hell's going on there. Yeah, that's fine. Good for them. Exactly. I really want the White Sox to be winners. I really, really do. Do you really? Yeah, I do. They've been really bad for a really long time, and I like a good comeback story. So to uh, to watch an Oakland or a Tampa Bay or a White Sox team come back would be really cool in my mind. I just worry about, like... It it feels to me, and I mean, like people like Yoan Makata, for example, like I really obviously am a fan, but like, uh, and there was just never a place for him in Boston, unfortunately, and it was a weird signing at the, even at the time. And ironically, we probably could use him now that Dustin Pedroia has got one foot in the grave, but, um, womp womp. <laughs> don't you what start, shit. don't you start, <laughs> um, but I just he seems hurt a lot. Um, and, and you know, he moved in the Chris sale trade and I just, I don't know, man, there's something that feels like they're just kind of still piddling around. I know it's a really, really young squad, but like, like it, and maybe Atlanta's just a little further along, but I kind of liken them to Atlanta a little bit in a sense of like, that's kind of the state they've been in for a while. But I guess that Chicago is probably newer into that than Atlanta is. I feel like um, Chicago is not newer to it. I feel like Atlanta has been teared down, torn down for the past couple of years, and we're starting to see the fruits of that labor. Yeah. And it all it all ties back to the management and the front office and their willingness and the ownership and their willingness to actually do good things. Correct. As opposed to just like churn out a minor profit for their own for their own sake. And you know, I'm I'm not going to speak for that group, but. I don't see the action necessary to get the job done on the field. So I can only suppose that they probably don't give a shit. I mean, who's even the manager of that team? Uh, which team? Who? What? The White Sox. I, uh, I Exactly. Know. It's almost like how nobody knows yeah, who the that's fu- bad. That's, that's bad on us. That's a, that's a mark against us, for sure. For not knowing that. I don't think that it is. I think that it's sort of like how I didn't know who the hell the manager of the Braves was until like two weeks ago. Fair. Because... If they're not in the news, if the team isn't doing well, then a lot right. of people don't care, and then we don't look into it, right? Like, Seattle, I would lump into the same group. Correct. Even though they're doing really well. Like, I don't know who the skipper of Seattle is right now, but they're doing really well. They're just a small market team, and nobody gives a shit. Exactly. It's funny that... And then you've got people like Don Mattingly that's stashed down there in Miami, just got his feet up on the table with old Jeter. Poor guy, just counting his dollars. Poor guy. I mean, I don't really feel that bad for him because, like you said, he's counting his dollars. Yeah, that was that was a poor choice of words. The fact that he was able to land a managing job after getting booted out of L.A. is insane. Wow, good for him. He must interview really well. He must. No, and I like Don Mattingly, okay? I don't really have a problem with the guy. I just, it's just kind of surprising to me. Let's see. I was looking up real quick what the last few seasons records have been for the White Sox. Just because I'm curious of like how long this has been happening. But um, it feels like an eternity. It really, really does. All right, well, I'll find it later. I'm not fucking not worried about it. All right, uh, let's move on to the uh, sensible thing here. Let's move on to the West. How about that? 
Yep. I think um, if you're looking for my opinion, the fact that Seattle's at the top is surprising and going to be fairly short-lived. I think Houston is still at the top of the list in, in my heart of hearts. And then Seattle's probably number two, the LA Angels. Uh, I think you say it the best. They are a fucking sideshow. I agree. They've got, still. They've got some really great talent here and there, and they never really string it all together. And then Oakland, somehow at 500, um, they've got young talent. They're going to push a lot of good players out at the deadline to some teams who are in competition. So expect expect to see Boston and potentially Cleveland and the AL get a lot better with some potential Oakland A's. I mean, just, just watch and see where Chris Davis goes and expect to see, like, a home run every third game. Yep. Maybe Boston should add them. Just what they need is more power in their lineup. Man, I'm I'm watching the Boston Detroit game right now while we talk, and it's sad that they're losing to Detroit seven to two, but um, they have those games so good. They're also a lot of fun to watch. So. They also have good two on, on in the bottom of the eighth with uh, Nunez up to bat, so that doesn't make me feel great at all. Um, <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. Yeah, he was he wasn't my favorite player. He was on the what the Giants before. Yep. He was he's probably the best player on the Giants at the time before they traded him. He actually did some good things for your team before the end of the season last year, and he's like adequate, but yeah, not my favorite guy. I think that he just sort of like it's one of those things where I can always rely on the bad moment from him when I need it the or the you know, when I need a good moment the most. It's that kind of deal. Um all right, not to get too sidetracked here. So Seattle uh, like we said, 38 and 23, Houston, 38 and 25, the Angels, 35 and 28, uh, Oakland, 31 and 31, and then Texas at 27 and 37. And Texas starts a series right now against the uh, the Astros, right? Pretty sure. If you say so. Pretty sure. I'm about yeah, 90% positive. Right. I don't want to talk about it. Is that okay? Is that okay for me? I get it, man. I just I just dealt with this this abomination myself like a week ago. So I get it. What are you talking about? Your team is excellent. I understand that, but I still don't want to deal with this Astros team. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. I'm just going to shut my eyes. Correct. Just fine. I just did you it. Away. You guys walked away okay. Texas is going to lose three or four of those games. Probably four. And they're going to continue to be in the basement. And at best, they would be, you know, fourth place in two other divisions in, in the entirety of baseball. So they suck and I'm not really sure what they're doing. I don't see any movement. I don't see any acquisitions. I didn't see any great draft picks. Um, I'm, I'm uncertain. I think I'm going to fall back on the episode where we talked about the Rangers and their management in that. I don't think they have uh, JD doesn't have the capacity or the, the permission, if I might, to, do the things necessary to craft a good baseball team. I wouldn't be surprised if we lose JD in the next two to three seasons. I'm not sure what his contract looks like, but actually funny. You bring getting, that up. He's not getting the leash. Funny. You bring that up. He got extended today. Uh, how many years? Three. Wow. Okay. So there's some commitment there. I mean, yeah. they, they've chosen a guy who can get the job done. I think he's the right guy. I think they just have to give him the resources and not handcuff him. Yeah, I agree. So I, I just, you know, yeah. Let's, let's move on. Let's <laughs> start crying. Um, the one thing about the Houston-Seattle thing, I, I that will turn on its head because um, it's really only a matter of Seattle having two more or uh, two less losses. So it'll yep. turn on its head. Yep. And, you know, Felix Hernandez had a couple of really good starts, and we all know he's going to He's going to get hurt. Turn. He's, he's getting on the older side. He's injury prone. Yeah. That won't, that won't last. Nope, no doubt about it. All right, let's move on to the National League. Let's start with the East. Washington's at 35 and 25, Atlanta 36 and 26, Philadelphia 32 and 28, Mets at 27 and 32, and Miami at 22 and 40. I love this division. I'm so I'm so happy that I get to watch a lot of their games. So uh, lucky. When they play Atlanta because I, I as the listeners probably have heard I live in Atlanta, so I watch a lot of Atlanta Braves baseball. They're my home away from home team. And uh, despite that, I don't believe that they will hang on to win this. I believe the Washington Nationals are in the right spot. They're in first place. I don't think there might be some back and forth here and there. 
but we all know that that the Nationals are not 100%. They're still missing Adam Eaton. They're still missing a couple of key pitching pieces. Question mark. Uh, they're they're not they're not whole. And once they become whole, they just got Rendon back, and he's just crushing it with RBIs. So um, I fully expect the Nationals to win that division. They're in the right place. There might be a battle through the through the All Star break a little bit, but um, Atlanta is going to continue to slip a little bit. I think. Yeah, that's probably true. I think I'm I'm 100 with you on this division. I think that uh, poor Jimmy man. <laughs> I'm glad that you were able to go up there and support uh, him. Yeah, good point. I forgot about this. I was in New York City this last weekend with Jimmy Westmid uptown. We saw um the Mets lose to the Cubs I think the Mets were up it was Friday Friday I saw them <clears throat> I believe the Mets were up four to zero through like the seventh and they ended up losing like seven to four yeah uh, they hit three like it was like two innings in a row that they put up three and then the ninth they put up one to beat them it was fairly ugly not only to see the Mets lose but to see Jimmy melt down slowly but surely <laughs> poor guy um, it was really sad but I did get a very probably the nicest um, stadium giveaway ever. I got a Michael Conforto jersey. I saw that. It is, it's really nice. It's not like tattered with you know advertisements or anything like that. My wife and I both got one, and I, you know I might wear it to sleep, or maybe I'll put it on my dog. Who knows? Please tell me you're not going to sleep in it like a like a schoolgirl or some shit. Well, I've got, I've got a pair of guys in the office who are big Phillies fans, and they saw the picture with me on it, and they go, "That better be a fucking giveaway." And <laughs> I feel like I might, I might make sure that it's permanently bonded to their desk. I'm not really sure yet. I like that idea, and at least you have a backup one from the wife. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, potential uses for this jersey, but it's not, none of it's going to be super positive, and I'm not going to wear it with pride. I like it. I like it. Um. Yeah, man, I think, uh, or I was going to ask you, did, uh, so like, so did you go to two games out there or was it just the one on Friday night? Just the one on Friday. Okay. Um, it's kind of a hike to get out there from Manhattan. Yeah. Um, so, so one was definitely enough and, you know, somehow it was my first time out there having been to Boston and Maine and, you know, a number of other cities in the Northeast, never made my way to New York city. So, uh, just spent the one night out there in, in, uh, Queens. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's still cool though, man. I'm glad, I'm glad you got to do that. Definitely fun. Oh, I did take a picture. I need to hashtag whatever your podcast. Oh is, yeah. You need right? to do that. Yeah. I'll send, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll give you access to the main account later and you can just tweet it out yourself. We'll check that one off the list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're, we're, we're checking off uh, fast and furious too. Cause I'm going to come out, uh, in August and we'll go to the, the Braves, uh, Colorado series. Maybe we'll do a little, little in-person pod or something like that. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'd love to make a, a showing at um, Coors Field in Colorado at some point, too. That yes. Win. Man, the problem is that we're always up there in the wintertime. Yep. Yep. Well, Summer could happen. Yeah, we'll figure it out next year for sure. That's We're going we're gonna to have to do some some stadium visits, I think. I think that'll be, you know, some maybe official ones. We've, we've knocked out a good amount of them together, though, so that's, that's always a good time. Yeah, totally enjoy it. It's one of my great pleasures in life. The one that I got to knock out that I'm glad I did, but also wanted to kill myself was whenever we went to the A's game in Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners who don't know, I lived in NorCal for four and a half or five years. And I have a buddy who works in, who worked in the front office with the A's. So I got free tickets to every home game. I lived in North San Jose or Sunnyvale, uh, California. And I, I swear to God for like four years, I went to, 20 plus Oakland games at the Coliseum and that place is a fucking dump. That place is the worst, dude. <laughs> I think Ben and I talked a little bit about uh stadiums and stuff like that on like our second or third episode, but uh I I I I don't know if I've told everybody this before or not, but I knew that I was in absolute fucking hell. So like Sam, you and I have done like we've we've covered a ton of like random different sporting events over the years together, and uh, like I went out to see you in California one year, and we went to Oracle and saw the the Warriors play before they were the Warriors that they are now. Which was I know I was talking about this today with some of my coworkers. It was like we went to games at the Warriors Stadium at Oracle <laughs> when they were garbage, and Steph Curry looked like an infant. Yes, and exactly. People were like 
who are the Warriors? We have a basketball team in San Francisco. What are you not really in San Francisco? They're in Oakland. Right. And they're terrible, but they got this guy, Steph Curry, and he is a phenom. And people were like, Steph, what? I love Curry too. <laughs> oh man. That's so true. And so like we've been out there, and so those those stadiums, the uh Oracle and O.co Co are like right next to each other. Like literally you stones throw away. And which I guess kind of halfway makes sense in California, just given the whole lack of land thing. Um, but anyway, like I knew that we were in fucking hell whenever we went in there, and it was so cavernous. Like as you walk through the the uh, you know the aisles and everything, or the the big archway things out where all the concession stands are, and I walked into the bathroom and there was a trough to pee in. Yeah. That's Never not a good great sign when you're asked to urinate in the same way that farm animals are asked to eat. <laughs> exactly. It was not a great start. And to be fair, I know you had a buddy that got you free tickets to go to the every A's game, but I'm pretty sure you probably could have just walked in there every time. I think you're probably right. But I mean, there were definitely some stab scares. I felt in danger there. There were games I would go and see the Rangers because that's my team against their division rivals, the A's. And there were games at that point where the, the Rangers were good. And the A's fans are really just glorified uh, Oakland Raiders fans. And those guys can be pretty fucking scary. I believe it. So I've been to Oakland. Uh, I had to be pretty careful. There were times where people would scream at me. I mean, there were times at the Coliseum during an A's game. Uh, I think it was a, um, a wild card game. Pretty, It must have been like 2012 or something like that. Yeah, but we we ended up losing. The Rangers ended up losing, but guy ripped ripped the hat off of my head and like stomped onto it on the ground. He's like, "Fuck <laughs> you, fuck you!" And he's like this gigantic Latino guy, and I'm like, uh, "I'm gonna leave before <laughs> the game is over, so I don't you know die anymore at this fucking shit." So how do you not always a, not a great place to be? No, <laughs> no real positives. They sell good hot dogs and good beer, but they don't make that shit. True. How do you, how do you always run into these people at baseball games? First the lady with the hot dog, and now this. You know, I think it's just it's a it's a numbers game, really. I think I've I've attended far too many baseball games, and you know, a vast majority of them have been totally fine. But when you attend hundreds and hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of pro baseball games, you're going to run into all kinds of total asshats. Good point. No pun intended there. No pun totally intended. Fuck those guys. <laughs> All right, we got way distracted off the standings. Uh, let's move on to the NL Central. <laughs> we fucked it. It's all right. It's all right. We fucked it, but that's all right. Uh, Milwaukee, 37 and 25 in the NL Central. Chicago, uh, 35 and 24. St. Louis, 33 and 27. Pittsburgh, 31 and 31. Uh, Cincinnati at 22 and 41. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, my predictions are totally off on this one. I had Pitt at the top with Chicago, number two. Milwaukee number three and St. Louis number four, Cincinnati obviously in the basement. But um, Milwaukee's doing really well across the board. They've got a great rotation, they've got a great bullpen, and they're hitting the ball really well. The the Cubs just need their offense to click a little bit better, and I think they'll they'll do a little bit better. Um, St. Louis, I kind of expect to kind of be okay, and then Pittsburgh has had had a lot a lot of issues. I think. Yeah, man, I think that's. Uh... I, I definitely didn't sleep on Milwaukee coming into this year. I wasn't too uh I, I just feel like they they came a long way last year somehow and so um they really dropped off in the second half of the season. So I I'm not quite holding my breath yet that the Cubs won't take it over at some point. But uh for now, seems like it's going pretty well for them. Yeah, it's a it's a sneaky fun division to watch in my mind. Uh, I watch a lot of Brewers even when they were garbage, just because I had like a vested interest in them. But they're they're a good team to watch, and so is the rest of the Central minus Cincinnati. Yeah, they've got a hell of a lineup that people are probably sleeping on a little bit. I think Agreed. Chicago seems to be picking it up though. They, I mean, they're eight and two of their last ten, so it seems like they've been picking it up for sure. Yep, I think their pitching is getting a little bit better. Their hitting is getting a little bit better. They their their offense overall to me has been slumping. I mean, Javi Baez hasn't been hitting the way he needs to be. Chris Bryant arguably the same way. Um, they've got guys like the dumbass Kyle Schwarber, that baby idiot, dumbest guy in the MLB, not hitting that well. Um, Large. So they've got some work to do on that side of the ball, in my mind. Large baby. Large baby. Um. Have you seen that Madden has been using 
how he's been using the shifts for like hitters that hit better right versus righty versus lefty. No, he's been swiped. So like, so Javier Baez, I think plays second, right? Or short. Yeah. Or short. Yeah. One of the two, but it doesn't matter because essentially what they're doing is like, um, yeah, he plays. No, no, no. He plays second. I'm pretty sure. And so essentially what they're doing is they're taking the second baseman and the third baseman, and they have them where they are normally, right? Versus, like, let's say a right-handed hitter. But then if a left-handed hitter comes up, the others, the, basically the, he switches them as a shift, but switches their base Ooh. position. But it's technically a shift, yeah. at least the way the umpires look at it, and switches yeah. them because that, for, a, for a right-handed, you know, like basically the opposite, to make sure that he's using the, the like, the, I guess the, the most ideal... Field, infielder at that point in time, right where that guy tends to hit. It's really innovative. I would argue that's a better way to use the shift than Gabe Kapler is using the Phillies. I don't know if you saw the other night when Chris Bryan was able to steal third because of the way that the Phillies had shifted. Um, but I don't <laughs> I know if you want to get through the, re- the remainder of the standings. Yeah, let's that do that. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Um, St. Louis still kind of piddling around, not too much out of them. Them le- leaving or uh, losing, uh, what's his name, Reyes, the other day, that hurts. Uh, I think he's out the rest of the season. <clears throat> they are right where they should be, I think. Agreed. It's not very third, good. Third or fourth in division. Are people starting to look at Matheny <laughs> a different way? It kind of seems like it. I think probably so. I think he needs to be uh, doing a lot more with the talent that he's given. I mean, you look at the, the players on St. Louis, and he should probably be doing a lot better. Honestly, in my mind... They gave uh, Stephen Piscotty to the A's. I did not Mistake. agree with that move. I think Stephen Piscotty could be really, really good, uh, despite his injury. Um, he's super prone to injury. Uh, yeah. He did really well on St. Louis and had uh, had a great future, and I think they did a really bad job in getting rid of him. What Did they get anything back for him, really? Was it just a, a normal trade, or they just recall. let him walk? They must have let him walk. Uh I hope not. That can't be the case. He was like an up. Uh, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, we'll look into it and get back to the, the audience in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to the West. Let's round this out. Arizona 32 and 29. Colorado 32 and 30. Uh, the Dodgers 31 and 31. San Francisco 31 and 31. San Diego 29 and 35. What are your thoughts on this dog shit division? This is now, this is uh, despite the NL or the AL Central, this is now the shittiest division in baseball. This this division could go to literally anyone. I mean, the difference between first and fifth in the division is four and a half games. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, the difference between first and fourth is one and a half games. So I guess really, the, yeah, the Padres are out. Uh, San Francisco is a game and a half back. Dodgers game and a half back. Colorado's half a game back from Arizona, who's in first. This is anybody's division. I, I honestly still give it to Arizona. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt has strung a, a couple of really good games together recently, despite my shitting on him in the last episode. Maybe it helped. And I, what? Maybe it helped. Well, God, I hope he listened. He feels like uh, I. He just seems like the type of guy to take constructive criticism really well. So I hope he was listening, and I hope he started hitting the ball better because of it. Um, <laughs> but you can't you can't sleep on Colorado. The Dodgers, I feel like the Dodgers in San Francisco are just going to fight for third and fourth forever. I think it's up to, to Arizona and Colorado at this point. And to me, I'm, I'm still giving this one to Arizona. I think their pitching is too good, and it's only going to get better. And their offense is underperforming based on expectations of the, the talent on that team. So Arizona's right where it should be. I think they're, they're, they don't have the lead that they should, but... Um, that's just kind of where they are right now. I still think they'll get it. I think as they get healthier, it's going to help for sure. Kind of like you said. Um, yep. I don't know what it is about Colorado that does not feel the same to me as it did last year. Chuck Nasty hadn't hit quite as well, I don't think. And it just, it seems like a relatively quiet year for Nolan Arenado. It's, I, I don't know. Arenado is always going to be really good. I think uh, Carlos Gonzalez is having a, a pretty decent year. They've got Ian Desmond, also a pretty decent year. Trevor Story is kind of eh, I think. Yeah, um, meh, medium. Medium. I think they're they're probably not getting as much offensive production as they should expect. 
uh, playing in Coors Field. Did they get a humidor? Did they fix all the, the baseball issues? I mean, the, the altitude isn't going to fix anything. Yeah, I don't know really how that works, to be honest with you. Uh, it seems scientific. We'll have to send it down to research and see what they say. Maybe they'll get us a report yeah. back. After they Let's put send the... it down to those fucking nerds in research so they figure <laughs> it out for us. Yeah, they run all the... All the, the numbers for us. They're, they're, the problem is that their department is next to the guys in creative and they can't put the bong down. So, you know, it's just frustrating. For the listeners, for the listeners who are actually listening, uh, I'm a researcher. So fuck that, <laughs> fuck that comment I just made. <laughs> hey, we have a department that does our baseball research. I, I don't know if you and I would ever trust a department to do our baseball research is the problem. Yeah, I, I like my facts versus other people's facts. That's exactly why we do this show, though. <laughs> because we're better at it than everybody else. Everybody. No one is better at finding facts than us. No, no, nobody's better at presenting the facts than we are. Finding them and presenting them. Um, I, per- I, I like my opinions, too. They seem to be adequate. I'm, I, I'm a fan. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, it is a hell of a week right now. We've got uh, uh, all kinds of stuff going on around the league, but one of the main uh, talking points for us this week is uh, our fantasy matchup. Yeah. Uh, Justin and I are playing against each other this week. Uh, I am currently leading him by, uh, looks like, 49 points, which is a fairly heavy... Oh, no, that's 59. Holy shit. That's got to be tough for you to overcome. Justin, thoughts? So we're so we won't go too far down the stat pole here. <laughs> I thought that was you actually talking, and I was like, "Oh my god, that sounds just like that cut." <laughs> um, I'm not worried about it. I've got a, a a couple of big days coming up. I got a Chris Sale day coming up. Just some things need to fall the right way. Yeah, well, you got Corey Kluber starting against you twice this week. I think you have a lot to be worried about to make up 59 points across even a single day. Uh, is pretty hard, and you got a lot. You got a lot of pitching coming your way. Um, I do not. I do not share your your lack of concern. If I'm you, I'm super concerned. Despite the fact that my fantasy team has had more injuries than any fantasy team, football, <laughs> basketball, baseball, Combined. golf, or otherwise that I've ever had. I've had holy shit, at least fifteen major injuries. Jesus Christ, dude, that's so insane. I love that Let me you're. Just throw some names out there for you. Do it. Go for it. If you'd like. I, Josh I would love Donaldson. it. Josh Donaldson. Hurt. Sucks. Ronald Acuna. Hurt. Love him. Roberto Ozuna. Suspended. Hey. <laughs> Don't hit your wife. That's kind of, I mean, moral of the story there. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> uh, True. Ryan Zimmerman. That's my fault. I drafted him. He's old. He Adam sucks. Eaton. Had surgery. Hyunjin Ryu was dealing absolutely dealing through five starts. He got hurt. Corey Seager, I picked him up. He immediately got hurt. Byron Buxton, Justin Turner, Yu Darvish, Julio Tehran. Uh, that's just to name a few of the many, many injuries I've had. And somehow I'm still beating your ass. Tell me, thoughts, Justin? I've had a rough couple of weeks, actually. Uh, last week I lost by like 1.3 points, which I was mm. pissed. Um, that's yeah, I don't, I don't know what my issue is with this lineup this year. I'll have to, to post it out to the listeners and, and maybe get some feedback. Actually, I don't really want to do that. I don't want anybody's feedback. I'm going to figure this out. Um, so There's I take that back. There's a made for, for rotisserie over head-to-head. For, true. For instance, it's just like that, right? Yeah, true. It's very, very true. Head-to-head. This is a head-to-head league. This is different than the league than Justin and uh, Ben are in, so I'm not sure how you guys operate that league. But the, the very league similar. that we're in is head-to-head. You know, it's point values for all the stats, and um, I'm absolutely crushing Justin through Thursday. So, sorry about that, friend. But you, I mean, you've had it coming. You've gotten some pretty lucky wins. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It's a long season. I know. I know that. It's a long season. lucky wins. Yeah. That's fine. It's a long season. I'm good with that. I'm comfortable. So, I I picked up Clay Buckholtz the other day. Uh, He is on the Diamondbacks. And through five starts, he's actually doing pretty well. X X uh, Red Sox, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, and I told you exactly what would happen with him. That it would be injury. It would be really, really good pitching followed by a lot of injury. Yeah. So I mean, ride you that told horse. Me that you told me that I believe you. 
And then I looked at the injury list that I just kind of provided to the <laughs> listeners. And then I thought, holy shit, am I doing this to myself? And I believe that the answer is yes. I am totally a glutton for punishment. There's some, there may be somewhat of a case to make for that, but I, I'm, te- I'm telling you, man, I've watched Clay Buckholtz pitch like a, a half a season, either the front half or the back half, usually the front half with my luck. Um, and, and fucking deal, man. I've seen that dude throw a perfect game. Like I, it's, he's a good pitcher. He just, his injuries are killer and playing in Boston. Just it, it wore thin. It really did. And he, he went into a slump that he was really, really struggling to get out of. I think he felt pressured to get healthy and it just sucked for him. Yeah. He had a really good start the other night against, uh, San Francisco, I think. Yes, it was. Yeah. He had. He had uh, six innings pitched, 7K, two earned. He was in line for the win at the very end of the game. And then I have I have Clay Buckholtz on my fantasy team. I also have Brad Boxberger, the closer for the, for the Arizona Diamondbacks on my team. So Boxberger is in line to give me a save and then give my starter, Clay Buckholtz, the win. And then what, is, what does Boxberger do? He blows the fucking save and basically swings my team 15 points in the wrong direction by blowing the win for my starter, blowing the save, which is minus five points, and not giving me the save points. So, fuck Brad Boxberger. I, I think it's only a matter of time before we see Archie Bradley come up from the eighth inning to be the closer for that for that squad. Yeah, man, I could definitely see that being the case as the time goes on. It really seems like they're going to need to make a change there. All right, well... We would like to remind everyone to follow us on social media, on Twitter, at OutfielderPod, on Facebook, The Outfielder Podcast, on Instagram, at OutfielderPod as well. Find us on the Apple iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and soon to be many other podcast platforms. Make sure to look us up. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe. It really helps us out. We want to make sure that we're still able to bring uh, good stuff to the Outfielder uh, Grounds crew every week. So we want to thank everybody for joining us for episode 25 of the Outfielder podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, keep patrolling that outfield, and we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder podcast. I'm not going